We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's a lot. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Well, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGiver alongside Ryan McMillan. Level 3 of the playoffs, 49 nothing. You don't hear that much, Coach. No, hardly at all. Ever. Ever. Yeah, you really don't. And I know that head coach at Burlington stood up in your wedding, didn't he? Uh, my wedding? Oh, no, Jake Walter's no, wedding. No, Jake Walter's Yeah, wedding. that was yeah. last week. That's right. He stood up in Jake's wedding. <laughs> Coach Tenhagen. Yeah, and and last week he, he he couldn't pick if he was going to root for Steve Rucks or Walker West, but he said Tenhagen stood up in my wedding. That's right. He was sitting in for you last week. Yep. That was a fun show, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Two Jakes, Jake Davis from uh, Germantown, who's really good, and Jake Walter. And Absolutely. I, I had to call one Walter and one Davis or something because I'd say Jake, they'd both say what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, forty nine nothing. You don't hear that much uh, that that a level three playoff game gets to that uh, to that score. But Steve Rux, I know this quarterback had a big game last night, threw a bunch of touchdowns. Congratulations, Coach Rux. How you feeling today? Feeling good, Mike. Yeah, I love texting you on Saturday mornings, man. I bet you love getting my texts. You'd like to get another one next week too, right? I do, I do. Yeah, it's it's always great when you can make a run in the playoffs and our kids are playing at a high level. Um, it's a lot of fun right now. Hey, so my uh, my co-host here, he's a Wanakee guy. Do you need any information on what Wanakee's planning for you guys next week? Yeah, give us some insight. <laughs> We'd like some film. Yeah. Uh, he, I wish I had some poor yeah, coach. Right. Hey, he's got. In fact, he's been to their practices. He's been filming their practices. If yeah, you want right. some of that film, you know he uh, he'd be certainly uh, more than willing to share that with you. Hey, coach, talk about this game last night, and then we'll get on to to Wanake. Look, Burlington had a big upset win the the, the week before against Waterford. Um, for you guys to to put up forty nine on them. You know, talk first about your defense because they've they've scored a lot of points this year, and your defense shut them out. Yeah, our defense is playing extremely well. You know, throughout the course of the playoffs, we you know we weren't healthy in the middle of the season. I think we, you know, we got healthy going into McQuanago, and so those guys are just getting a little bit better each week. Um, we won the turnover ratio. Last night, it was uh, plus four in our favor, and whenever that happens, it usually get a, a lopsided win, um, as we did last night. Hey, I had uh, somebody at the game that was texting me, um, hey, our quarterback just threw a touchdown and threw another one and threw another one and threw another one. He had an awfully good first half, huh? Yeah, he really did. I, I think part of that was we got the run game going. Kevin Townsend, I thought, um, 
you know, he ran for about 125 yards. Wow. So that was in the first half. And so whenever you can do that, if you can play action, um, take the top off of their defense and, uh, you know, be able to hit some shots, that's what we were able to do. Hey, Steve, when I was out there on Thursday nights, I, I, I was uh, I was watching your son play, play uh, offensive lineman, he's a sophomore, uh, good size. How has he progressed, and, and how was the relationship with, with you guys? I, I coached my own son, and, and there were times that it was a little bit difficult, uh, but then at the end, it, it, it was really good. And I'm wondering about that part of, of, of coaching at Waukesha West with coaching your own son. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's really great for me. Um, you know, it's, uh, it kind of changes your outlook. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, being, a, being a parent and a coach. And, uh, you know, you got to take the coaching hat off when you're at home and just be a dad. Um, on the field, I, I coach him hard, just like the rest of the players. And, uh, you know, he's responded really well. And he's continued to get better throughout the course of the season. I'm proud of him. And he's just a sophomore, and he rotates with one of our guards. Um, but uh, you know, he loves to play the game, and he, and he plays with great aggression. Um you know, he can he can improve on his technique, and we just got to keep getting better with him. And um, so it's it's fantastic, Coach. What was it? And and I don't mean to turn this show into Doctor Phil's show, but you know, was it hard for you to figure out about one once I got home that I'm his dad and not his coach? Was was that a difficult transition? I know it was for me in the beginning, and uh, I read a book coaching our sons that really helped me in that. And I'm wondering, did that come easy for you? Well, I'd like to borrow that book. If you, if I you do. I'll find it and borrow it to you. Um, Coach, um, Coach Tank from Dodgeville wrote it, and it's a lot of Wisconsin stories. Now it's an older book. I think it's still available, in fact, on Amazon called Coaching Our Sons. But I read it a couple of times through the years I was coaching Matthew, and it really helped me in a couple areas. And one of them was you once you get to the kitchen table, you got to take the coach's head off. You're his father. And it took me a while to – to buy into that, but once I bought into it, it really helped our relationship, I think. Yeah, and, you know, I think, like anything, you just try to work through um, any conflicts that you have, and, uh, you know, it's it's difficult to be a coach's son, and, um, you know, in a program like we have, and, and I went through that when when I was growing up, and my father was a head coach at Oconomowoc for, you know, for so long, and a very successful coach, and um, so, you know, it's, it's something that you have to work through day by day. And, and uh, you know, I think we're getting better at it. You know, I'm not saying it's, it's been easy. Um, but uh, he's responded extremely well. And I think I've changed, changed my approach as, as time goes on. Um, but, uh, you know, it helps that, that he's a hard worker and he, and he really cares about his teammates and, and wants to do the best that he can. And it's a lot of fun. You know, we're really having a lot of fun. You know, that part of it, and and once the other kids see that that he's not just playing because he's his, you know, his dad's the coach. Um, we had Tony Bennett on, on on a show I did about coaching our kids when he was coaching at uh, Washington State, and um, he came on, uh, Stephen. He said, "Look, after every practice when I played for my dad, I would shoot for an extra twenty minutes, not because I had to or not because I wanted to." But I wanted the other players, if they're going to complain about our coach in the locker room, I wanted them to have 20 minutes to do that because at the end of the day, that's my dad. 
you know, that's still my father. And he's our coach, but he's still my dad. And then I had Dick Bennett on Faith in the Zone, and I asked him about it. He said, you know, Tony and I have never talked about it, but I noticed about the fifth or sixth practice that he was doing that, and it took me a couple more practices to figure out why he was doing it, but I really appreciated that that he was letting these other kids vent, these other players vent, and uh, be able to do that. And it's it's you're right, it's a difficult position for kids, especially at a program like Waukesha West, have had a lot of success when their dad's the head coach. If they're not willing to put the work in, um, th- that's where the issue comes, I think. Yeah, you know, it's really well said, and I uh, agree with you completely. Hey, um, you know, Coach, you were at, uh, you were, Ryan, you were coaching at Oconomowoc for a while, and Steve just brought up his dad and the success. And look, his dad is, when you talk about some of the greatest high school coaches in the history of the state of Wisconsin, he's in that conversation. Yep. That, that, there's no doubt. And then what he did at Oconomowoc, um, they, they still, in that the community, still talk about his dad and the great job that he did as, as a coach and certainly as what a player Steve Rux was at Oconomowoc High School. Right, and they and they talk about Steve Rux, the coach, too, yeah, still you back bet they there do. because I mean there was an opportunity there at one time to to bring Steve home and and turn the reins from father to son, and for whatever reason it didn't work out, and he you know maybe it was a blessing in disguise because he went to Waxhaw West and did phenomenal things, but uh, there's no doubt Coach Rux is a Hall of Fame plaque still hanging up there next to Virgil Licht, and those two guys are the Man. only two guys in school history, and and you just tip your cap to those guys because there's a lot of sweat equity put in and. Uh, and uh, a lot of respect goes their way. No doubt. Hey, Steve, uh, last question. You guys get a Wanakee on on, uh, on Friday. Um, not a home game, but not too far. Not too far from home for you boys at, at, at Takeda Moraine High School. How much have you taken a look at what Wanakee is going to bring to you on Friday? Well, you know, we have we have a little bit of film um, from some of the guys that we sent out scouting. And uh, so we've, you know, I've had a chance to take a look at them this morning and yeah, they're really great, really great football team and a great program. So well coached. They're strong kids. Uh, they have a great tradition of, of winning. Um, you know, this is kind of a, a rematch from 2014, and you know the kids don't necessarily remember that, but uh, you know coaches certainly do. And I know he's had a lot of continuity in his coaching staff, and you know, I think it's going to be a great, uh, great matchup. And uh, you know, I'm just. I'm happy for our seniors because we had a home game last night and uh, nobody dictated to us that we couldn't play on that on that field and, and we finished with a victory. And now we go to a neutral site and, um, you know, we got to prepare and we got to play better this week than we played last week and play our best game to try to get to Camp Randall. Well, Coach, congratulations. And, and you know, you look at, again, this conference and in Division One, Muskego's playing – you guys are in two. Uh, Catholic Memorial is in four. And uh, nobody's arguing with me right now what the best conference is in the state of Wisconsin, Steve. Nobody nobody even argues with me anymore. So congratulations. Good luck Friday against Wanakee. You play them again at Kettle Moraine High School, 7 o'clock Friday night kick. I'm hoping to be texting you next week, Coach. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ryan. You got yeah, it. Good luck, Coach. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we got a number of things to do with our next guest. We got all, we got all kinds of stuff we got to do with him. Matt Kern, head football coach in New Berlin Eisenhower, and we'll get to him on the other side. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. 
on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Sometimes we give it our best. We compete as hard as we can. We give it 100% and still come up on the losing side. Let's take a look at the toughest loss of the week. Brought to you by Medical Weight Loss and Wellness Clinic. So, you know, this time of year, Ryan, you can go a lot of different directions because any now it's winter, go home. So every loss this time of year is a really tough loss. But, boy, Plymouth last night. I'll tell you what, man. To, I said it early in the year, the next time New Berlin, Eisenhower, and Plymouth play, I got to get to that game because every time they play, it's something like this. Right. And you look at that box score, and we're going to get to Matt Kern here in a minute, but the uh, the toughest loss, I think, of the week, again, brought to you by Medical Weight Loss and, and Wellness, is got to be uh, Plymouth. Losing 13-12 to New Berlin, Eisenhower um, last night. And I want to thank Medical Weight Loss and Wellness for uh, for sponsoring this segment and certainly working with me um, on, on that journey that I'm on right now and, and down 82 pounds total, uh, 47 pounds the last 14 weeks with uh, the, my friends at Medical Weight Loss and Wellness. I can't thank them enough. And, they're boy, they're a really good group. You know, you met Kelly uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. She's coming in again next week with, with uh, Chef Kayla, who I've not met but, but works, and I eat some of her food, so I'm looking forward to meeting awesome. uh, her next week. But boy, if you're Plymouth, you got to be sick and tired of New Berlin Eisenhower, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those tough deals. They might as well be in the same conference, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt. And and certainly, um, Plymouth is our, our our toughest loss of the week again. Brought to you by Medical Weight Loss and Wellness. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because these are my streets. Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. You know, we haven't been doing the toughest loss of the week for very long, but we have not had the same game. But you know what? Our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and we both agreed on this one, mm-hmm. um, is New Berlin Eisenhower. Man, what a big win again for them last night. 13-12 against Plymouth. We're joined by the head football coach at New Berlin Eisenhower, Matt Kern. Hey, Coach, congratulations. That was a nail-biter. Thank you, Mike. Yes, that was uh, another crazy one with Plymouth. I guess we would expect nothing different at this point with them. Hey, so I looked at the box score, and it, it, it looked like, did you guys kick a field goal right at the end of the game to win it? Yeah, I mean the sequence there. They they kicked the field goal with about two and a half left to take the twelve to ten lead. Um, we drove down the field, got bogged down with about a minute and a half left, um, and missed a field goal with a minute and a half left. Uh, but we had all our timeouts left, so they they took over. Uh, got about nine and a half yards on first down. Oh. Uh, we used our our, our first timeout. Uh, told our kids, you know, we're basically, you know, they get a half yard, the season's over. But they got a false start. Um, which put them in a second and six, and then on that next play they fumbled. Um, and oh, oh. we uh, we ran three plays down to the five yard line, ran the clock down to two seconds, and and kicked it and walked off. It was uh, it was quite a quite a ending of the game. It was I was stunned to be honest with you. Yeah, you know what? I just looked at the box score, so I didn't know, but I saw that, that there was no time left when when you kicked it. I didn't realize the sequence of getting to that. Man, I'll tell you what. I, how'd you sleep last night, Coach? Uh, I slept okay, but I didn't get 
I don't think I went to sleep till about three thirty. So. <laughs> it was and a good night, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you had Plymouth down as the toughest loss of the week without even knowing that sequence, and you know, it, it, it definitely was a heartbreaker for them because they they played very well, and, and frankly, they they uh, controlled a good chunk of the game. Uh, they won the line of scrimmage, I thought, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, for us to get two field goal tries in the last minute and a half of the game was 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 pretty. Uh, like I said, it was pretty stunning. I don't have any other better word for it. Boy, I tell you, that, that crowd must have just gone nuts. Now, understand that Coach McMillan's taking a lot of credit for this one. You know, the, yeah, you know, the Muskego field, and you got a chance to practice a little bit, I think. I don't know. Some, between breaks, I don't know. McMillan was like, hey, Muskego, uh, we're so happy for New Berlin Eisenhower, and we're feeling pretty good about, about that <laughs> win for him. So I, I got to tell you, these kids – Man, never say die at, at Eisenhower giving up nine and a half yards first down. Wow. That that false start, coach, that, that had to that had a lot to do with I think the ending on this thing. Oh, there's no doubt. I, I think uh that was you know, I made the comment to our staff last night that that was really the one kid for Plymouth who I felt most bad for was that kid who had the false start because I think sitting there at second and in inches, um, and all they really need to do is just quarterback sneak it and then take a couple knees and the game's over, you know, but to, to then put it into a second and six really changed the whole complexion of, of the end of the game. You know, there, then we had hope and, um, you know, our kid, Matt Bauman, who, who stripped the fumble, just made an incredible play, you know, just went in with a closed fist and punched the ball out. And, um, you know, we, we stressed turnovers a great deal and it paid off for us at, at a big moment for sure. Oh, I bet that, I bet your kicker's feeling awfully good right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he had a rough night. You know, he, he struggled a little bit in warm-ups. He, he missed a, kind of a chip shot early in the game, and then he missed that one with a minute and a half left, and I think he, he thought that was probably it. So to get the shot at redemption and, and get the walk-off was a pretty exciting moment for him. Oh, is he a senior? No, he's a junior. Okay. Boy, that redemption, he, no doubt. He, I'm sure he when he got home, man, he, he was smiling in the locker room, smiling at home, going – you know, thank God I had one more chance to to help this team move on, Coach. How much do you know um, about DeForest? I know that th- that's a really good football team, and and uh, Coach McMillan was talking a little bit about them earlier in the in the show. Uh, they're playing awfully well right now. Yeah, I don't know a lot about them yet, but um, in just looking at some of the film that we do have on them, and, and just looking at the the all-conference team from their conference and their roster. It looks like they pretty much two-platoon the whole way, um, and they play a Division II schedule, and uh, you know nobody's really touched them here all, all season in terms of final results. So I, we definitely know we're going to have our hands full, and, and uh, they, they play a physical brand of football that we're going to have to match. But, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier, right? and I said it to our kids at halftime. I mean, I, the, our best trait of our team all year hasn't really been our blocking and tackling and running, it's really just been that our kids have just continued to find a way and and they just figure out a way to get it done. So I know next week's going to be no different. We're just going to go out there and give them a fight on every play and, and see what happens. Hey, Ryan, have you seen DeForest this year? I have. I saw him in the first half against uh, Wanakee Week 9 when I was coming home from uh, state tennis. Ah, look at you going all over the, the state to see cross-country and tennis. That's, That's right. the life of an AD right there. Were you impressed with with them and what did you see the big strong kids or a hundred percent impressed uh, i mean one their community had a great turnout it was a close game with that game uh it was, i believe it was 10-7 or 7-7 or something like that half i can't remember exactly and then i ended up leaving but uh 
they got big, strong, physical kids. Uh, their backs are opportunistic. And what I was impressed with is the way they're uh, – when they couldn't run it, they turned to their quarterback and some of their senior receivers. They got a big uh, tight end receiver type kid that uh, did a great job going up and getting the ball. And uh, their defense, as Coach alluded to already, their front seven's as good as it gets. And so – and they and typically where DeForest hasn't had um, – as good of athletes as some of the other D2 programs across the state on the perimeter, I think they have some of them now. They're playing a little more man coverage with their corners and doing some things that way where they can be a little more aggressive. But uh, it's nothing that Coach uh, at Ike hasn't seen yet either. No, Hey, Matt, we had asked Steve Rux the kind of the process that you guys go through, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. You guys get the win last night. Do you bring the boys in today? Do you bring them in tomorrow? Do you give them the weekend? What's the process at, at Eisenhower for you and your staff? We typically bring the kids in on Saturday mornings. Um, we put them in the weight room and we do some pool workouts. We don't we don't do any film on the weekends with the kids. Um, this time of the year, we we gave them off this morning just because this time of the year we got a lot of kids beat up and and I you know I think having two full days off in a way is is healthy for them. Um, as a staff, we get together on Sundays. We do our meetings. Uh, we kind of stagger the offense and defensive meetings on Sundays and and get our work done there, and that way the coaches have an opportunity to get through film kind of on their own uh, today and early tomorrow, and, and then we can bring our thoughts into the meeting and, and put a game plan together. And you guys play uh, at Slinger on uh, on Friday night against DeForest. Um, not too bad of a ride for you guys. Slinger's not too bad. DeForest got a little bit longer ride, but it's not, it's not anything that they're going to mind doing. It's a nice facility at Slinger. I'm sure that the uh, – the family and, and the whole community of New Berlin Eisenhower is going to get out there and support you guys. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a great, great showing out there. I, I have never been out to that facility. I think it's maybe about a 45-minute trip for us. So like you said, that's not too bad. But um, we had a great fan turnout last night, and our students have been awesome. So I, I, I know they'll show up next Friday for sure. It looks like weather's actually going to be decent for a change. So you know, that'll hopefully encourage some extra fans to come out too. That might be the most interesting color scheme to see because you got two schools, purple and gold, rolling into a school that's all red and it's blue. It's all red and blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to look – yeah, I'm not going to say that. My wife's last name was Paplinski. If you, there you go. Where I was going to go with that, yeah. but I'm going to stay away from, from that as, as, as well. Hey, Coach, good luck next week against the DeForest team. And you know, because um, we've talked a lot – this year, probably more than we ever have, and uh, you know my feeling on your staff and and keeping this group together. And man, that never say die attitude that this group has is is really impressive. And that win last night, you are uh, UW Credit Union Team of the Week. I'm going to reach out to you early next week. We've got an award that we want to present to you and your staff and your boys tomorrow or uh, early next week. And and uh, we will not get in the way as you guys prepare for a really good DeForest team. Awesome. Well, hey, I, I know our kids and staff will appreciate the, the recognition, and uh, thank you for that honor. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely look forward to, to seeing you, I guess, uh, sometime this week. You got it, Matt. Have a good weekend. Uh, say hello to your staff when you guys get together tomorrow. Good luck next week. All right. Thanks, Mike. You got it, Matt Kern, head football coach at New Berlin Eisenhower. They've been through more this year. Than, than some staffs go through, you know, in 10 years. Right. With the stuff they that they had to, you know, weather. And you got to give these guys credit, man, because it was truly next man up. When Matt said either last week or the week before, look, the kids who had to come in and start playing maybe earlier than we thought they would, 
were just like, Coach, I got this. We're, we're New Berlin Eisenhower. We're ready for this. Right. And they just stepped in and played. And that's a good sign for that program. And you know that staff over there. That's a pretty impressive group, man. They, they, there isn't much football they haven't seen. Right, and the, I think the cool part about all that is you got numerous people, staff, uh, students, players, however you want to say it, that are all taking advantage of opportunities. You know, different opportunities, some opportunities they may not have wanted, uh, you know, from a staff perspective Correct. and have yeah. to deal, but they presented an opportunity, a situation, how are we going to work through it and how are we going to make the most of it, and they've done a nice job of that. Yeah, they have. Hey, I think uh, you want to talk some eight-man football next? Yeah, I'm, yeah. All, I'm all about they, eight-man they, football. Yeah, next uh, next week is the state final. Um, Newman Catholic is awesome. the team. We're going to talk to their head football coach uh, on the other side of the break, and, and I look forward to that because this is the second year that, that WIA has had an eight-man football uh, state championship last year, Sevastopol won it, and uh, this year, boy, looking at the scores, Newman Catholic is an awfully good football team, and we're going to talk to their head coach on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coach Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGiver alongside Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego. Ryan, we haven't talked a lot eight-man because there's not a ton of eight-man being played down here, but uh, next week is their state championship game, and I know last year Sevastopol won it. This year uh, in the Great Eight Conference, Newman Catholic 6-0, and and if you look at their scores on the sheet that I gave you, you know, I know there's a lot of points sometimes scored in eight man, but you look at defensively what they've done this year. Um, they won last night. They beat Belmont last night, 49-16. Beat Gibraltar the week before, 61-25. They, they haven't had, other than uh, Elkhart Lake gave them a game, 28-14. Other than that, boy, they, they have really, I think defensively is where we're going to start with their head football coach and find out about this defense. We're now joined by Paul Micklick. He's the uh, coach at Newman Catholic. Hey, coach, congratulations. Um, when we start with your defense, is that the side of the ball we should be talking about first? Yeah, I mean, that's where it starts, uh, you know, at any level or any uh, uh, kind of eight-man, you know, 11-man, it doesn't matter. It starts with defense. If you can play defense, um, they're going to keep you in the game and um, I think that was our difference this year um, from last year is uh, we were a little more sound defensively. Um, we still gave up a couple of big plays here and there, but uh, um, when you're playing eight-man, uh, if you can hold somebody to under 20 points, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, and, that's uh, – that. Yeah, and looking at your schedule, uh, you know, just about every game, you guys held somebody, uh, you know, under 20. There was a 21 in there and a 25. And other than that, you guys have really, I think, defensively – um, done a great job. Hey, Coach, what do you know about Belmont? I know they're in your well, conference, and now you guys get a chance. You beat them um, last night. I'm sorry. What do you know about Luck? Have you played them this year? No. We we, we played them two years ago, and uh, um, in the All-Star game the last couple of years, I got to coach with them two years ago in the All-Star game, and then last year I got to, to go against them. So, um, you know, those are class guys, um, and, and uh, they've, uh, they're kind of like the – the guru of uh, eight man and yep. uh, a Hall of Famer, Don. Um, he's a big uh, eight man uh, backer in the 
uh, with the WIA and with the Football Association. Um, he, he's kind of a man, and he's up there too. So I, I, uh, I have all the respect for those guys and what they've done. Anytime you can, you know, go against a Hall of Famer and and that staff, uh, I, we know what they're going to do. Unfortunately, it's going to be hard to stop them. That's that's uh, that's what the problem's going to be this week. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, have you watched much eight man football? Uh, just very little last year when we were doing the show. Uh, checked out that state championship game, right. uh, streaming it or whatnot. But I've seen it. I haven't seen a lot of it in Wisconsin. Saw more of it more in Nebraska and some of those other states that uh, have a little bit bigger uh, contingency doing it. But I think it's great for the sport of football just to keep small communities like uh, like the kids that are in the tournament right now, you yeah. know, playing and doing their thing. And you know, shoot, they're playing a state champion and uh, state championship in Chippewa Falls. It'll be about minus five. <laughs> yes, it's going to be. It's, yeah, it's going to be cold. I'll tell you that. We um, last year with, with this TV show around the corner, um, we were up in Door County, and I did eight man. My 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 segment was eight man from Sevastopol, and I went out to say I think Sevastopol's got a chance to win the state championship, and now it made me look good. We weren't uh, in Wausau. We weren't at Newman Catholic for this one, and I would have predicted maybe they'd win it. And uh, it's it's really interesting for me to watch. Eight man because I worked in the Arena Football League for a while, yeah. and there's some similarities to it. But I'll tell you what, it's a really exciting game to watch. And in some of the communities that didn't didn't you know want eight man, now they're coming out in droves and they have fallen in love with that with the game itself. Hey, coach, have you always been eight man, or were you eleven man for a while? We were eleven man until about three years ago, and and uh, um, we have uh, about a uh, hundred and 15 kids in our school and and we had like 49 boys and uh um i was probably one guy that probably was against going to it uh, more than anybody to be quite frank with you um but uh on the flip side uh you know we had to do whatever we had to do to uh to keep football in in the school um and and that's what we did and uh, to be honest with you now three years later um it kind of feels like the norm and uh, for us and, and what we're, we're doing. And um, But it's all about just having the opportunity to play, like you said, um, just to keep the, the program alive. And, and uh, um, you know, the excitement for us is is, uh, is pretty fun, uh, is, is uh, great, the, the juice around the school. And uh, I know playing like a, a, a luck, that's the same thing. The juice for eight man is, is pretty special um, at these small schools. And, uh, it keeps them alive because luck was a great 11 man team. Um, at Don had them, uh, you know, in the sectional finals, uh, a couple years in a row there in, in the 2000s. And, um, but again, it's a numbers game. Football is a numbers game. And, and unfortunately, if you don't have the numbers, um, I really don't care what kind of, uh, program or coach you have. It, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, so. You know, Mike, the most important piece about what Coach just said there is keeping a football program in the school, and then he started talking about the juice that it brings and the excitement because the people out there that understand high school football, what it can do to a culture, um, a school culture, it can bring excitement, it can build camaraderie across all sorts of different student groups that get to come out. you got cheerleaders, you got dancers, you got band, you got choir, you got all sorts of all people of on. You can set the stage. You can bring your elementary schools out. You can do whatever you want to do with it. And I think that's the beauty of eight-man football is keeping that community-building piece in our schools to keep growing the, the, the communities and the cultures. And when you're successful, it's a lot of fun. And eight-man's a fast-paced, fast-paced game. And, and, you know, communities are starting to catch on north, and it, it's revitalizing 
uh, Northwoods High School football. It it is, and and hey, Paul, did did you um did it take a while for you as a coach to adjust, and and where did you go to learn to be an eight man coach? Um, it it was a, a learning uh process. Um, we actually kind of did our spread um from. 11 man, and we basically just took the 11 man and moved it over and eliminated uh, the two tackles and uh, our, our wing back and uh, kind of changed the offense. It kind of was, you know, starting over. Everything we do is kind of just new, you know. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun, it's enjoyable. Um, it it kind of re energized me, to be honest with you, coaching wise, um, because it literally was, it was tough to get stuff to say, hey, what kind of offense with the, with the spread? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Can it even work? Can the spread work? And, hey, man, I don't know. I didn't know any of that stuff. And um, how, how are you going to do stuff? It, it's going to be interesting because luck is more of a double wing. I mean, they basically took the 11-man and, and, and put it over to 8-man, um, and, and they're doing the same system, and, and we're doing more of a spread and more of a pass, um, you know, stuff like that. We have a real good quarterback. And uh, so it's going to be two different styles. And that's just the love of football, the beauty of football, is that, you know, we're doing the same kind of offenses that 11-man is. It's just it's just a little different, just a little tweak and a little different. And um, I, I think it's uh, um, pretty neat that we are the two teams that are playing the championship just to see that. Um, so if anybody wants to see good football, hopefully we can put that on display next Saturday. Hey, Coach, is, uh, you kind of alluded to his luck running a little bit of the version of the wing tee. Yes, yes. They they will come at us. And you don't know where that ball is, and you got the guards pulling, and you got the you know all that kind of fun stuff. And um, it, it's that's what they're doing. They they just basically uh, um, the traditional wing tee, and and basically they just took away the two tackles. They still have the two tight ends, um, and they just took away the two tackles and running that version of the wing tee. So it's literally the the same thing. It feels like uh, you know four or five six years ago when I was playing Gilman and all those other teams that run the wing tee. Now it's just a different version of it, uh, um, and it's, it's difficult to stop, and they run it really well. Hey, can you uh, do you see that offense, or is this is this something you're going to have to get totally get your kids prepared for to play against for the first time this year? It's it's totally different uh, uh, how they run and how well they run it. Um, two years ago, we played them in the Jamboree, the unofficial, our first yep. year, um, and. Uh, um, we had a great game. Uh, I think it was 34, 32, um, and it, it was. It, we actually had a uh, um, our priest at the time was a young guy um, that was was over there. He would come to our practices uh, that week, and he would play their quarterback position because they spin it and they they have a spinner series, and um, it was tough to stop. And he was doing it, so I'm gonna have to find another uh, a priest that yeah. uh, hopefully can run that for me. <laughs> Man, that. That is awesome. Hey, Coach, um, last question. With, when, when you're talking about progressing and learning and being a, a coach in, in, in eight-man, and where do you get you know, what to do, are, are there different types of athletes? When I talked to the coaches of Vastapool, he said, you know, those days of, of having those big, giant linemen, you know, we're more, we're, we're more of a you know, linemen that are 185 to 220 rather than looking for those 270, 280 guys because when we near linemen, they have really good feet. And I'm wondering, does it take a different type of athlete to play eight-man the way you guys play it? Yeah, and that you hit it on the, on the dot, to be honest with you. We, 
Um, we have um, some good athletes in our school. We've never had any, uh, you know, bigger kids, and um, just because it's a numbers game again. And um, so last night, for example, you know, our, our guard, uh, we usually play with a three line. Um, our guard caught a touchdown pass last night, um, and he, he's called like four or five of them during the course of the year because we can do that um, because he's, you know, he's a six three kid, um, you know, two hundred pounds. I mean, that's our biggest kid right there. Um, but he's athletic. He's, he does the hurdles and track, and um, he plays basketball. And um, you know, and, and same thing with our, uh, you know, our, our other guy, uh, our Y guy, our tight end kind of. Um, he's our fastest kid on our team. The funny thing is, our defensive line is probably faster than our secondary because um, you know we're more athletic, I guess I would say. Um, and, and it fits us. It doesn't mean that it fits the eighth man. I mean, or any other team, they can you know more power to them. You know, more power football in eight man, but. Um, for us, it's, it's athletic, athleticism is, is really our key, and, and uh, we got eight athletes out there that um, can do some things, and they all can catch the ball, they all can block, they can all run. Um, so it is a little unique right now, and, and we have a nice uh, quarterback that really does a good job with uh, throwing the ball. Um, in eight-man last night, he was he was looking down the, the barrel, I always like to tell him, is because uh, basically we were spread out four guys wide, and uh, they had four guys coming at us, and we only had three guys blocking, and he was making those throws. So it, it's, uh, it's more of an isolation kind of game, too, where uh, you know what's coming. Can you beat it? Can, you, can your guy beat their guy? And, and uh, last night we were lucky enough to have that happen. Coach, is that last question, we'll, get, we'll, we'll let you go. Is there youth programs up in your area that are playing seven-man? Uh, well, we, we have – we just started uh, this – year with uh, having an eight-man schedule for our junior high um we actually are going away from uh um in, in our pop warner has kind of gone away so to speak um it's more flake football to be honest with you now it's uh with, with all all flake football up until um junior high and that's uh safety purposes and things like that so to be honest with you it's not designed for eight man but they are getting that because they're playing slate football and there's only eight guys out there. So, so to be honest with you, it's working out for us uh, yeah. uh, pretty nicely with that. But, again, it's all about the safety of the kids and, and making sure that we keep football uh, in, in central Wisconsin um, at, at all levels, not not just us, uh, um, at the east and west and, and Everest and things like that. They're, they're going away from that and, and doing more slate football. I'm sure that's probably coming down south that way too more. Um, you're not going to see that uh, those highlights with third graders on uh, – um, playing tackle football and those parents yelling at them and nope. things like that. It's more uh, it's more flag football up here and and making sure that these kids have a good experience before they get into uh, um, high school football. Hey Paul, thanks a lot. I had uh, I was texting what I thought was your number this morning a couple of times, but I I was one number off. And I want to thank <laughs> I want to thank Mitch for for getting a hold of you and and uh, we could spend a full hour talking about eight man football. We could. Um, Newman Catholic head football coach Paul Micklick. Good luck next uh, next week as you guys travel to Chippewa Falls to play luck. Um, bring home that gold ball, coach. Thank you, guys, and I thank you uh, for having us, and you guys have a great show. And obviously uh, that's how I found out uh, you were trying to get, get a hold of me. Uh, people listen down there, a lot of listeners. So thank you, and, and thank you for everything you guys do for uh, high school athletics. Yeah, you got it, Coach. Good uh, good luck next week. Dress warm. Don't wear those uh, shorts, man. Might, <laughs> no, might no, have to, no, no shorts. No, no shorts. Don't, put, don't pull a Matt Hensler and wear shorts when it's 20 below. You make sure that you wear some pads. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. That's good awesome. Luck. Dude, I, I, I'm fascinated by it, man. I'm yeah. just fascinated by it. You know, they, they're winning. They, you know, the, the, those two offenses are totally different. And the same thing with 11, man, you know. Right. 
But the, the, you That'll pull, be entertaining to see who wins you, out, you oil pull, and water. Here yeah, we go. You pull those tackles, and, and uh, let's go. And uh, it, It's fun. It's it's definitely fun to watch. So let's get to a break on the side of the break. I'm going to ask you to predict a few things. Put on your prediction hat. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I already know two of Well, I know one for sure. I'm pretty sure on the other one, but we'll see about uh, the rest. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGiver alongside Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego High School. Man, these shows go quick with all these coaches. Yeah, it's fun. You know what? It's interesting because when we started doing these types of shows years ago, we got so much coach speak. And now, you know what? We still get a little bit of it, but man, it's really good stuff. When you're talking to Steve Rux about coaching his son and mm-hmm. talking about Steve Jones, about the leadership stuff that he does and Jeremy Korth, you know, about that. Greg Brasgill is um guy that we're actually we're supposed to, if we could... Could you call him real quick, Mitch? You know what? I forgot to put him on my sheet, and I think we we're going to call him at either 11.30 or 11.45. And I I wanted to ask him how, how they beat St. Catharines like that. Yeah. And I can't yell at Mitch on this one. This one was on me. <laughs> this one was on me. Normally, I yell at him because he ends up talking to you, and he forgets to call our guys. Right. He's been spot on today. Yeah, he's been great. Show. Well, it's only because you said Matt Kern during the break that one time where he popped up. Do you see him yeah. pop up yeah. and all of a sudden make the call? But this uh, – Coach Brasgill from uh, Lake Country Lutheran, this one is on on me. Hey, a couple of real quick before we get to him. Um, your, your, uh, your pick on the Kimberly-Bayport game. Well, I'll tell you what. Until somebody out of the north beats Kimberly, I'm picking Kimberly just because I got great faith in uh, Coach Jones and his staff and, and knowing those guys and you know going to school with those guys. I'm not picking against them, but uh, good luck to Bayport. Yeah, uh, DeForest, New Berlin, Eisenhower. I think DeForest. Yeah, New Berlin Eisenhower's got a tough draw on that one. Yep. I, I, with all the things that you have talked about. They're going to give him a fight, though. I mean, that, that might be close, but we'll see. Hey, River Valley and Catholic Memorial? It's hard. I'm not going against I, Bill I'm, Young ever. You know, rooting for the Blackhawks out of uh, River Valley is going to be a tough one on the, on that night because uh, CMH is so talented. I mean, they, they it's going to be, you know, the one thing, River Valley – those kids out there in the hills, it's the largest square mile school district in the state. So those kids are on the buses and coming from all over, and they're like sleeping on the buses and getting off, you know. And they got to, they'll be tough kids. They're going to come and uh, come and hit, but I think the speed of Catholic Memorial wins out. How about this one, uh, Prairie du Chien against Lake Country Lutheran? I'm taking Lake Country Lutheran, especially because we get their coach on hold and he's listening. I'm going to take uh, LCL just because uh, Coach Brazel used to come out to our passing leagues in Oconomowoc and help support our tournaments and things, so i got to give you, him a little shout-out. You know why I'm taking him? Because I the, I saw Racine St. Catharines up close and personal. They they beat a really good football team last night. Greg, how you doing? Doing great, Mike. Coach, i got to tell you, I, I St. Catharines, defending state champion St. Catharines, yeah, you guys uh, beat them up pretty good, twenty-eight-six. I didn't think that you, and I haven't seen you guys this year, but defensively, you must have played really well to keep a talented offense like St. Catharines to just six points. Yeah, it was a really exciting game to to go up against another state champ. 
um, with the talent that they had. So, yeah, defensively, they uh, they played it out perfectly and answered the call, and the whole team stepped up. Coach, what do you know about Prairie du Chien? Do you know much about them? I think it's over by the Mississippi River. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, uh, I think it's right it, on the river. It's right on the river. That's about all we know about them. Do you know anything about their football team? <laughs> um, I think they've had success lately, uh, making the playoffs multiple years in a row. Uh, they seem to be the most balanced team um, left in the, in the B5 bracket. So uh, hopefully we can shut down both run and pass. Well, I'll tell you, Coach, we're, um, 28-6, talk about your offense last night. And, and, again, I saw their defense playing. They swarmed to the ball, and you guys obviously offensively played really well. Their defensive line was impressive to me when I saw them play against Martin Luther. Your offensive line was able to, to neglect it a little bit, right, to hold them hold them back from some of the things they were doing? Yeah, I think it's interesting. If you were to take the school's names out of the game and talk about the game, you would think we were talking about the other teams because we, we broke off a 60-yard run and an 80-yard run. Um, we held them to a very short game when they did make games. So it, it looked a lot like we were Catholic or, uh, sorry, St. Kate's, and, and they were Lake Country Lutheran if you looked at the way the explosiveness was. And, um, yeah, their their offensive line and D-line were really tough, but our our little guys were just a little bit better last night. You know, in that game that I saw, um, Martin Luther had a real hard time putting Isaiah Dodd down to the turf. No, you, there wasn't, you know, nobody, one guy out on the corner was able to take him down. There had to be, you know, a handful of guys you guys did a nice job with with him, and and obviously put him to the turf, and and made life difficult for that that really talented running back. Well, I've never seen a running back run with no legs, so our biggest thing was to uh, <laughs> you know not tackle him around the shoulder pads and make sure that we tackle him around the legs. Um, we we had two three guys in on him every time, much like uh, Taylor Springs did with uh, Ray Lou, um, but definitely taking out taking out their legs was the key because. Like I said, you can't run if we're holding you. <laughs> no, they, they, no doubt. Hey, you got to travel to McFarland High School to play Prairie du Chien. Coach, thanks a lot. I appreciate a couple of minutes of your time. Um, good luck on Friday. I'm hoping to be texting you next Saturday. I appreciate it. I think this week, hopefully, you'll pick us, or maybe not. I'm picking you. I'm not, I, you beat St. <laughs> Catharines. You're, hey, anybody in Division Five, you're the only guy I know, so I'm picking you, pal. There we go. I'm glad I'm your last available actor. That's all right. Hey, you know what? Sometimes the last girl at the dance is the prettiest, pal. <laughs> hey, thank, right, thank thanks, you, Coach. Have a good one. Oh, uh, boy. That that was a good win for them. They got to travel to McFarland mm-hmm. to play Prairie du Chien. And you know what? That's all right. They'll get on the <laughs> bus and get after it. Coach, thanks. It was thank good you. to see you. I'm hoping to have you back one more week. I hope so. That's what I'm hoping. Try and make it work. You got it. Uh, I know there's hockey, and that's big. That's good. Big playoff, uh, big uh, hockey uh, game in uh, Ozaki next week. You eight mites getting after <laughs> you it. You eight mites. <laughs> You're not the parent yelling at people, are you? Or no, like, no, no. You know, that is not my deal. No, is your wife yelling? Or? Nope. No, nothing. You just nope. hang just out. and be positive and help the kids get better. You're a good man. It's Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. Thanks for listening. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.